Hello, everyone, to Marvelous Movie Mondays with Kelsey and Dill. I am that second half of that Kelsey and Dill. I am Dill. And I'm the first half, Kelsey. Yep. And then who's the and? We'll never know. Um, maybe we'll, we'll meet someone named Ann, and then they'll be our third co-host, or who knows. Um, and Andrew, who goes by And. There you go. I don't know any Andrews who go by And. Maybe Andy, but uh, we'll see. Um, so I just want to preface, uh, I sound different because I am not on my regular laptop. That laptop that I stream on went bonkers. Um, so I'm getting that taken care of. I'm on a different setup right now and my Wi-Fi is not as strong. So I might be cutting in and out all episode. I apologize in advance, but Kelsey, if that ever happens, just wave your arms. So I know to stop talking and then you can receive, um, and just take okay. it um, cool. like it, like it might do right now. Um, anyway, uh, Kelsey, how are you doing? Um, I'm having my own technical difficulties myself, but not necessarily Great. with externally, more internally with myself. I'm just powering through this hangover I have. So, oh, but I'm really excited to be here talking about Marvel on this beautiful yeah. Monday morning. Yeah. Things got branch. crazy for me last night. <laughs> a different branch of Marvel too, if you will. I mean, we're, we're diving into yeah. uh, very non-MCU territory today. Um, as I said last week, we're going to have a lot of um, doubling up of what if episodes. And then every other week we will be doing like other stuff like this, like Venom. Um, spoiler alert, as you saw by the thumbnail and the title, uh, we're doing Venom. Um, and uh, I have seen this movie once. Have you seen this movie at all? This is my first time watching Venom. So okay. exciting stuff. Yeah, because the second one's coming in a few weeks. So we figured let's review the first one, but we didn't want to go a whole like three week stretch without what if. So we're going to do this now. Next week, we'll do the next two episodes of what if this week's the next. And then we'll do another big review when it comes out on October 1st. Um, but before we get to that, let's talk about some news, Kels. What was your Marvel news of the week? Well, we got a Hawkeye trailer. We did. Finally. Um exciting stuff it's a christmas themed show looks like it's the first christmas after Endgame. um so you know that what an exciting christmas to have when you get half your family members back that's right. like the best um, that's best case scenario yeah and and the rumors were that um you know spider-man far from home might be a, or not far from home no way home might be a christmas thing because it mm. takes place around christmas and like the whole like it's a wonderful life theme um and this one is very overtly christmas which i'm mm. very excited about um i'm also excited about Haley steinfeld she was mm -hmm. one of the best uh, on the met gala red carpet the other night and she definitely stood out in this trailer as well um so nice. I, i'm a big i'm a big fan of hers can't wait to see her um i know hawkeye's never been our favorite but I'm I'm intrigued and excited about this. I think just because of the Christmas theme, I'm, I'm like really excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Um, a lot of people are have you know kind of hesitant thoughts about the fact that it is now that Hawkeye being deaf is finally going to be canon in the MCU. Oh, because people did notice that. that Jeremy Renner was wearing um, hearing aids in some of the shots at, in the trailers. So a lot of okay. people are like, well, he should have been deaf from the beginning. You should have, you know, hired a, a, a hearing. Um, what's the word? I don't want to say something negative, a deaf, but deaf actor or mm -hmm. yeah, a deaf actor, something mm -hmm. like that to play Clint Barton. Um, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I think that obviously <laughs> when Clint Barton was cast a very long time ago, Hollywood and casting directors were not as 
progressive and forward thinking as they are now. Not that I'm trying to excuse it, but um, I understand where people are coming from. And I think we're doing a lot better job at being more inclusive and are casting these days. So, yeah, and and we don't really know. Yeah, we don't really know where these phase one heroes are going. The only one we really have a thought of is Thor. Um, we've kind of heard where Hulk is and where, you know, Hawkeye might end up. But, like, it really seems like they're passing the torch on to the next generation. So it'll be interesting to see what they do because I don't yeah. think Jeremy Renner is really destined to be in this franchise for too much longer. Yeah. Um, we've already we've already said bye to Scarlett Johansson and Robert Downey Jr. and likely Chris Evans. So now I think it's just a matter of, like, giving the rest of them really good send-offs um, in this show, in She-Hulk and in Thor Love and Thunder. Um, but it'll be interesting. I'm very excited to see it. Was, was there a particular moment that stood out the most to you? Um, I think it's just interesting to think that Haley Steinfeld might have taken up the mantle of being like the Ronin in this, mm-hmm. in this story, the, you know, right. the mass vigilante they were talking about. So I'm just curious as to like why she was doing that, where she came from. Like if she's just as good as an archer as Hawkeye is like where she been hiding, how have we not known about yeah. her? Um, True. Well, I'm just excited to really dive into her character because, like you said, Dill, it does feel like they're totally just passing the torch. So if she's taking up the mantle as the designated archer in the <laughs> Avengers, I'm looking forward to getting to know her. Great. Um, so I don't have any news because that was really the big news that broke. So let's dive right into Venom. Uh, let's distance ourselves from the MCU. Uh, Kelsey, this is your first time watching. So I want you to have like the first like say in opinion because I don't want to influence you. And I don't know if you know what the general opinion usually is around this movie because it was a very polarizing um, discussion when it came out. Um, but sure. uh, you can give us a little if you have a little summary or want to just tell us what Venom's about. I mean, most people know, but, you know, it came out a few years ago, but we wanted to revisit it because of the new movie coming out. Um, and we don't have to go in depth of course beat by beat for the movie we could talk about things we liked and like um all that jazz and spoilers are on the table because it's been out for years but kelsey what do you think of uh 2018's venom well first i would like to say that the phrase i was looking for was hard of hearing an actor who's hard of hearing so just wanted to get that off my chest before i continued um (laughs) okay so venom came like you said came out in 2018 directed by ruben fleischer yep that's how i'm pronouncing that one The man um, of Z- Zombieland fame. He directed the two Zombieland movies. So uh, clearly a little bit of influence there. Oh, with Woody Harrelson? Yeah, Woody Harrelson, and, Desi Iberg, and, and Emma yeah, Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen those? Do you like those? I very much like them, yes. I, I, I think they're very enjoyable. Because I've seen, obviously, the, the second one just came out recently. So I saw the trailer a bunch. But I, I never saw those. And I don't know. I, I, like I, I didn't know how it would feel. Since I really like the zombie episode of What If, I should I'm probably like Zombieland, right? Probably. Um, so here's my synopsis for Venom. While investigating the Life Foundation, Eddie Brock gets inhabited by an alien life form called Venom. Soon after, they both start depending on one another to survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, what were your thoughts? I. <laughs> I, I, here's what I'll say. I didn't feel after this movie was over, I didn't feel like I had just wasted like two hours of my life. Right. You know, like it was a movie. It had a beginning, a middle and end. I was entertained to say the least. And, but it's definitely not a movie that I would like rewatch. 
like over and over again. You know what I'm right. saying? It's, like I feel like all the movies in the MCU, like even some that aren't like my in like my top five or my top three, like I'm still excited to rewatch them like every now and then. Right. That's just not how I feel about this movie. <laughs> um, it is it is bonkers. It is crazy. And it's one of those movies where like there are some things that happen that I'm like wow like you guys went there but then there's some moments where i'm like oh this is so bad but at the end of the day like you said i just i love watching it like i love i'm very entertained by it and i think it's just kind of like that that mentality of like the b movie and like what it is not like the b movie with jerry seinfeld as a b i mean like the b movie term of like kind of schlocky a little bit like not low budget in this case but like you know kind of messy sure um, monster film um very basic plot but also very goofy plot like it's very goofy and a lot yeah. of people were saying when it came out it's like the best comedy of 2018 and i wouldn't argue against that because i think if you approach it more in the uh, the parody comedy route it's much more effective than like the action superhero super emotional aspect sure yeah. i will say this this though dill when i was like i am dbing it to like you know look at the cast and because I was really curious as to like if there was a credit to the voice of Venom because it's, I really wanted to know. It's, it's Tom, Tom Hardy, Hardy, if you were yeah. curious. Um, yeah. which I, I I had no idea. I also didn't know that Tom Hardy was British, so he's mm-hmm. doing a really good job at that American accent. But mm-hmm. when so when I was like looking at it and I saw like the Rotten Tomato scores and all that, I was like, I was honestly kind of surprised at how low they were because I didn't right. think it deserved, you know. A, 30 on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like I've seen way worse movies, you know? Right. Well, the Rotten Tomatoes score is also interesting because that just means that 30% of critics gave it a positive review. So that means the 70 to 30 ratio, ratio 70% of critics didn't like it. Um, but that doesn't mean they're giving it like a 3 out of 10. It just means like if they gave it a 5 out of 10, it's like in their lower tier. I don't understand necessarily if the Rotten Tomatoes score, like you said, reflects the quality of the film, because I think it's better than like a three out of 10 for sure. Um, because it's entertaining. Yeah. And because I think the visuals are very good. I think the actual yeah. design of Venom is pretty cool. That like black ooey gooey. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like yeah. Spider- Spider-Man three as well. I mean, that execution I think is even worse, but um, it's it, like you said with Tom Hardy, he, he is the movie to me. Like it's him. Mm-hmm. I think if, if you were to solely hone in on him and Eddie and Venom and their relationship and make it almost like this kind of like, rom-com essentially because they're like these two very odd it's like an odd couple thing not romantic yeah. but like it's this odd couple opposing comedy type thing i think if you go that lens which it looks like the trailer for the second one's really doing i think it's a much better movie but i think adding all the other filler stuff like i the two scientists that whole a- a lens and angle and then the romance with michelle williams it's all just extra fluff i think that doesn't sure. necessarily need to be there um but you got prestige actors in there i mean riz Ahmed, as the villain, he was just nominated for an Oscar for Sound of Metal. Michelle Williams, mm-hmm. multiple Oscar nominee, um, almost won for plenty of films, Brokeback Mountain, Manchester by the Sea. So, like, you've got good talent in there. Tom Hardy mm-hmm. is an Oscar nominee. Um, but I feel yeah. like he's utilized very well, and the rest really aren't. But, mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to, going off of that, like, I love the relationship between um, Venom and Eddie. Like, I, I, it, you know, like you just quickly, like, even though he's like this ooey gooey thing that's kept in like a canister to becoming this like hideous, like, uh, like scary looking creature, you just, you find ways to just love him. You're like, yeah. I, I love Venom. He's great. He's protecting Eddie. He has these like very quick, like, quips. Like, he's, it I almost, like him. It almost feels like Hulk, but like, a bit yes. raunchier like it, it's yeah. almost like when he's trying to control the guy inside him in like infinity war where he's trying to like 
communicate yeah. with himself almost. It yes. kind of reminds me of that, but to a more raunchy extent. You know, it's very yeah, violent. Sure. He's literally biting people's heads off it, and at the very end, literally swallowing someone whole. Um, and I think those moments are just the most fun, where you get to see their like back and forth nature with each other because. It's it's impressive, like you said, because Tom is doing the voice. And what I read is that he would go to the voice recording studio in the morning, record the Venom lines. They would then put the Venom lines on like an MP3 and put an earpiece in him. And he would do his scenes talking to himself. So they would play his audio of himself talking as Venom in his ears. So he was actually responding to someone. Mm -hmm. He was responding to the actual Venom voice, which I think is really effective. And it definitely shows because there is a good chemistry there. And it's him and his own yeah. voice, yeah. Um, which yeah, is very seriously. impressive. My favorite sequence in the film was when he first, like, gets, when Venom's first inside of him, right. and he's half controlling his body, half being controlled. And mm -hmm. he never knows when, you know, Venom is going to decide what he does next. And go and you said that earlier that, you know, it felt kind of uh, almost like, like it was a cliche at some points with, like, the action and right. stuff. I thought the fight, like, the, the combat sequences and the fight sequences were actually really cool. Cool. And, yeah. and unique like the apartment scene like mm -hmm. that was a dope scene because the right. entire time he's like i'm i'm so sorry i can't help this like i, I i'm not doing this you know and then there's the neighbor with the who's playing his acoustic or not acoustic electric guitar yeah and he's like can you please keep that down i'm having a rough time yeah he has, like that accent and then like, yeah oh and then the venom just comes out i, I love that and yeah like the more i'm talking about it the more it's like growing on me as we speak because i'm like there's just nothing else like it and mm -hmm. I think that's what's so unique about it is it's it's not a great movie. It's not. It's just, like it's just not. It's very silly, very stupid, but it's entertaining. And I sure. wish I almost wish sometimes the MT MCU took bigger risks to be like totally separate from the pack like this is because this is not anything like any other movie Marvel mm -hmm. movie I've ever seen. Yeah, honestly, deal. When I kind of I was making the compare, I made the same exact Hulk comparison, especially like the moments in in Infinity War when they're like you know. He's trying to get Hulk right. to join the fight. And honestly, like, that kind of took it away a little bit. Because I'm like, oh, well, now it feels like this is a story that's already been done before. This, like, right. you know, Dr. Jekyll and, and Mr. Hyde kind of kind of thing. Yeah, true. So I'm like, it is very Jekyll and Hyde. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But, what did you think of the romance? Because that's, like, the one aspect where I'm like, it just seems like when you get an actress that good and then you just mm -hmm. kind of make her this, like, it almost seems more of a plot device. Kind of like what I felt Rachel McAdams was in Doctor Strange. Or sure. bring it to the MCU. It's just like I don't. I think if you take her away, the movie still kind of works as is. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah. that's unfortunate, I think, because I think they kind of tried to add too many things to make it more of your normal superhero movie when it didn't need to be. Um, and, and again, that kind of plays into the, also the doctor, the scientist, or whatever. And like he's just kind of like your generic scientist. There's nothing that sets him apart from any other scientist. Mm -hmm. um, and for them to try to give him and give the girlfriend so much of an arc, it, it just didn't always come together for me so like i want to get your thoughts on that yeah literally one of my notes is didn't care for michelle williams and nothing yeah. against her like she did oh, a sure. fine job with what she had but i just did not care for her character first of all when i saw her i was like oh my god is that gwen stacy is she gwen stacy she bared a striking resemblance to gwen right. with that blonde and the and the mm. bangs and all that and i was like I have to read the comics because I don't know if Eddie Brock and Gwen Stacy are, are involved at all because, because it sure looks like it. I think they were in Spider-Man 3 too, right? Aren't they in a relationship? Topher Grace and... I, I watched that movie so long ago. Oh, with Bryce Dallas Howard? Mm -hmm. I think Bruce... they have like a little thing and that's why he's jealous of Peter. 
Mm, um, maybe. But I, 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 I can't remember. We'll, we'll revisit those at some point. Oh, you know we will. My, yeah, I know. I know we will. Probably probably around this December, I, I have a hunch. <laughs> uh, no, but my biggest complaint about this movie is that the boring, oh, whoa, the opening was so boring yeah. and so long. Like, I feel like the whole beginning where it was like, oh, look, I had this perfect life. I'm, I'm getting engaged. I had this great job. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a tough reporter, you know, like I ask the hard questions and it's like, he does one thing and it's like, boom, all falls apart. And then we cut to a screen that's like three months later. I'm like, we didn't need all that. I think yeah. we could have just started the movie with like his life, like being apart, you know, like mm -hmm. it could have been like the opening shot literally could have been like him looking at like the ring he gave, she gave back to him. And it's like, oh, then he has like a friend that's like, ah, she's still gone. And then it's like, yeah, been three months now. I should probably get rid of this or something, you know? You know what I'm saying? And yeah, then that's that's what makes that's what I meant by like the fact that the stuff with him and Venom is just so much more exciting than everything else around him. Yeah. And and I think that's just the core of the movie, and that's just how it happens. It's just that part is so intriguing that the rest is just yeah, like you said, it's kind of boring and it's just very generic and like doesn't feel very inspired in its writing. Like, the stuff with Venom, the conversations there feel inspired, but the rest doesn't really, no. Yeah. And listen, I realized that it was, like, Riz Ahmed, like, when I saw the credits, and I was like, oh, my God, that was Riz Ahmed. Um, his character was, like, so lackluster for me. I'm like, yeah. this, I was like, I hated the villain, but, like, not in a way where it's like, oh, I hated the villain because, like, you're supposed to and like you know the actor did yeah. a great job like whatever like, like I, yeah yeah like i hated the villain because i was like this guy is so boring and like i it's just like he's just so ugh, i just like didn't like him like the second right. he was on screen i was like ugh, i don't like this guy <laughs> yeah like he's he that's why i think the second one's going to be such an improvement and we will transition in like uh, but after we finish our thoughts like what our expectations are for the second one because yeah it's going to be about carnage and carnage is an actual like monster like there's an actual threat that feels like he's on eddie's level i never felt like this guy was on eddie's level and i feel like eddie doesn't need a villain he can have kind of society be the villain because venom like that's the conflict it yeah. doesn't need to be this third party and I think that's almost what kind of Spider-Man 3 gets some flack for is because you add so many villains to the mix and it's like Venom, his own story could could be its own movie. And then Peter's stuff with the Sandman and Harry could be another movie. Like it almost felt like two movies in one. And this movie kind of feels similar where it's like you don't need the big mob of people going after the monster. You can just make it about Eddie's internal demons and then in a future movie, make it more about the society and how they react with venom and all that stuff um which is why the second one i'm very much more excited because i just got a vibe from the trailer that they're really diving into the relationship of him and venom more and they're going to commit to like the actual threat to venom being like another entity like venom and that yeah being carnage yeah yeah totally i mean like origins we see them time and time again and they're just hard to do they're hard to pull off at this point because we're so sick of seeing the same like build up and story like every single time true you know, because obviously, like, we get more excited for the second one, like, the second installment, because we're like, oh, great. Now they've, like, figured each other out more. It's going to be either them still trying to figure out how to work as a well-oiled machine or we're going to see them as a well-oiled machine. Right. Like, it was great. That being said, though, I do think that the ending really set up the second one well. 
I agree. Yeah, because, that last sequence where he's kind of walking down the street and he has yes. like Venom kind of talking in his yep. ear. Um, like, how do we know what's good and what's bad? Who do we bite him? Do we kill her? Yeah. And then they get to the convenience store, and that scene is just amazing. But yeah. please let he continue elaborating because that's just amazing. No, yeah, that was that was a really good sequence. And you mentioned this before, Dale, but I really want to emphasize the fact that I I thought the CGI was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like even because I know you're you're not a big fan of like the last epic battle in these in these movies because right. it's just like a CGI fest. But I really didn't. I was watching it with the two Venoms or you know the two life forms like fighting each other, right. and I was like, you know what? It's actually really not taking away because every no. now and then, like Tom Hardy be, would become Eddie again, right. and then Riz Ahmed would become I think his name is Doctor Drake. Um, for me that. Um, it would like be <laughs> <John Drake-Lamora. laughs> if you know funny. that reference comment below you'll get a prize <laughs> aka a shout out on the next episode Ooh, i like that See, idea it's a good non-monetarily prize yeah and then they would just like become like each other like every now and then oh my god the second that they started fighting each other eddie was fighting as eddie and and uh the the antagonist was fighting as him i was like this nerdy ass scientist does not stand a chance against tom hardy look at him he could he could knock him out with one punch and that's what's so funny funny. that's what's funny too um is that tom hardy is such a a big buff guy like we've seen him as bane but like here he he's kind of playing like a little bit of a weasley little reporter guy like he's not the big tough guy which i really like yeah yeah for sure i think he pulled that off well it's not that you know because he's still like very forward when he comes to being a reporter. It's not like he's like, oh, hiding behind my notebook and my glasses. He's like, no, I'm going to ask you the tough questions because that's what I'm here to do my job. Like he's still good at his job. But like one of my favorite moments is again, during that apartment uh, sequence when he puts his hands up and Venom's like, what are you doing? Put your hands down. And he's like, it's a very sensible thing to do (laughs) when people are pointing weapons at you. Yeah, He's just like an everyman kind of guy, which I love. Yeah. my favorite scene is the lobster tank. I think that is just oh, oh yeah, oh, because it's yeah. like that's, yeah. Imagine how crazy that would be if you're sitting in a restaurant and a fancy restaurant because you have lobster. Like it's a fancy restaurant. It's not. It's not out of the shell yet. And then he jumps into the tank and just eats. Like it was awesome. And I, that's like the stuff I hope they like lean into more in the second one. Just like the absurdity of all that kind of shit that yeah. you can do with this. Like literal monster living inside you it's not jekyll and hyde where it's two humans and one is evil one's good no this is like an actual beast and it's not like hulk either where he's like this kind of dumb idiot like oh but he means well no this is a really really nasty brutal character yeah um and i like that i I like that they have that option now to like just go crazy with it i think the whole like opening of the movie should have been like boom he gets inhabited by venom and then we just have like just sequences of him doing random things like that because that would have been so much more entertaining to see him grab the steak off the plate, bite it, spit it out of his mouth and go, that's dead. Like (laughs) it was just so funny. That's Mm -hmm. another thing. Like Tom Hardy, like he was just funny. He was funny in this movie. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is great. A lot of people are like, what is he doing? He's doing such a weird thing with his performance. But I was like, no, like he, how else are you going to act that? Like that is how yeah. you have to approach this character. Because I think Topher Grace was too much of that, like, you know, kind of nerdy reporter guy. And then when he was Venom, it just didn't make sense. Whereas Tom, I think when he was Venom, he was really embodying the physicality of it. Um, yeah, he's he's just so good. And, and I can't wait to see 
him and more stuff that like gets him more attention for his career because i feel like he's always been a very well-known actor to uh, mm-hmm. the film people but mm-hmm. to like the mainstream he still hasn't and he was the lead of mad max fury road he was venom but like he still hasn't broken through that threshold yeah um, and I'm for hoping sure. he does because he's he's great he really is i will say i was sad to see jenny slate go yeah, but again, I, I didn't think her character did much. You know, like I feel like she was just kind of expendable, and she was there to just be like a sacrifice to give the vi- the villain some sort of something. But I like her, so yeah. Yeah. I See, I totally thought that they were setting her up to be like his new love interest kind of thing. Like they were gonna partner up, and you know, maybe she does like get put in the tank with the thing, but then like boom, like he comes in and like saves her at the end. I was like, oh man, she's totally gonna die. Yeah. Like, there's no um, way Jenny Slate's making it out of this. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, again, like, I feel like just some of the characters just, they didn't, they focused so much on Eddie that the rest of them just kind of felt just yeah. kind of not random, but just, they weren't as well developed, I think. Um, and then the horror elements, like, we, we haven't really talked much about them, but I, I think they're good too, like the biting mm-hmm. on the heads and stuff. And I like how it's still in the PG 13 lens where you can't really sh- necessarily show all the blood and stuff, but like, you get a good idea as to what the terror is and the horror is and i almost wish they get an r rating just to see what the fuck they would do but yeah i get it you know yeah it could get it could get pretty gruesome um Mm -hmm. yeah i wrote down i'm like he's really scary looking like he's a scary looking creature and it's almost like it doesn't really take away from like you watching the movie because i feel like for me it was like almost kind of refreshing because i'm like you never really see the mcu go i mean they've never really done horror before or incorporated a a ton of like horror elements in their in their other movies but to just like see something more graphic and in like the superhero style genre i'll tell you you're gonna you're gonna love suicide not the first one oh right 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 the suicide squad isn't that what it's called the yes gotcha um so any last thoughts on this Venom and then like your expectations for the sequel? Like, what are you looking forward to? Do you have an idea of where they're going to go with it? I watched the, so now that, so I saw the trailer for the second one before watching this and I was just like, well, I guess I'm, I have to watch the first movie to understand what's going on. Right. Uh, go figure. So then I, after I watched the movie, I watched the trailer again and I was like, I was, I don't know why, but I was surprised that they had like Woody Harrelson already locked down in, in 2018 for a sequel. Like this felt, cause I, I right. knew, I remembered hearing that this movie didn't get great reviews when it came out. So I was honestly surprised that there was even going to be a sequel. So the fact that like I saw him in the end credit scene, I was like, oh, so they've been planning this. Okay. Yeah. I thought they were just, they were like, oh my God, like we need to, we need to bring in like a superstar actor to make this second one like way better. And they just, you know, called up Woody. But um, no, he was like locked down since 2018, which surprised yeah. me. Um, um, I do have to ask, what did you think of the credits? Because I, when I was watching it last night, I was like, wait, it's over? There's 16 minutes left. And then yeah. I watched and I was like, there's 16 minutes of credits. And at the end, they do show like a few minutes from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse because yes. that was the big movie coming out. Yeah, and yep, that was yep, like, yep. a tease. But at the same time, I was like, Imagine people sitting in a theater the movies ended for 16 minutes more. Because it's Marvel. People are going to stay. I, yeah, exactly. I can't believe it. I'm, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was surprised too because I was like, oh my god, I have a ton more movie to go. Because I think I was watching it before work or something. So I was like, I have to watch this movie. And I was like, oh, I have a ton more movie to go. And then I was like, nope. 
just credits from here on out. And I was like, yeah. well, you, you know what that means. In my mind, I'm like, oh, so there's there's got to be end credit scenes on this. Um, but yeah, oh, love, love the Spider-Verse tease. You know I sat there and watched that whole tease, knowing I've seen that movie multiple <laughs> times. Too. I Me sat too. and watched Me that too. whole thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, like you said, I think I'm just excited to see him just do more ridiculous stuff with Venom. Um, and I'm and I'm excited for that villain. He look that's a scary looking ben- Venom. Woody Harrelson's Venom. A Carnage, yeah, yeah. Is that its name? Yeah, Carnage. Carnage. So that's okay. a big villain. Um, yeah. and, and again, like the Sony deal, they got Spider Man, but Sony got to keep Venom, which is cool because now you can like just kind of bring in other Spider Man villains that just won't be in the MCU and still be mm-hmm. able to make movies with them. And then Morbius, which is coming out, it was supposed to come out last year and then this year and then it got pushed to next year. Mo- Mo- oh, Morbius God. is also going to be in this universe as well after Carnage. So pulling um, a new mutants on us. Yeah, like uh, Jared Leto is playing Morbius too, and he's just bonkers as well. So like they're really casting these roles well to create this kind of like uh, villain Spider Man villain universe that SVU. Um, <laughs> Law and Order Spider-Man Villain Universe, SVU. SVU. Um, <laughs> yes, that's um, what it stands for, actually. Yeah. So, Kels, what is your final thought? And then, like, have a score to give it? <laughs> um, I give it a 6 out of 10. You know, it, it was what it was. Yeah. I, I'd probably go with a 5 only because, like, I think it's, like, exactly right in the middle and i think when like a scale of one to ten five is right in the middle for me yeah it leans more negative than positive but i still enjoy it enough you know so yeah i think it was tom tom's hardy's performance for me that really pushed it over to the six territory but i will say i do have a little bit of a theory to talk about okay go for it please so i don't know if you've seen but recently i don't know what i should preference this with I guess I'll preference it with the hat. So recently, Tom Hardy has been spotted wearing a Spider-Man No Way Home hat. Oh. And people think that it's because, you know, maybe he got like a little rap gift from being on Spider-Man Far From Home. I don't know. Um, so then when I was watching the second trailer for the, uh, like, Venom 2, the Venom mm-hmm. 2 trailer, I noticed a few things in the trailer. One, there is a shot of a man reading a ma- uh, magazine, a newspaper with da- a Daily Bugle uh, magazine. Oh, my God. I said magazine again. Newspaper. So we no. know that that automatically, you know, puts Spider-Man and uh, Venom in the same universe, as we knew they were. But, you know, I feel like this just confirms it. In terms of, like, studio universe. Yeah. Um, and then at one, so interesting, at one minute, 28 seconds... You see Woody Harrelson's character kills a spider. A spider is on the table mm-hmm. and he goes. So I'm like, is that a little <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink? Maybe. Spidey boy, Peter, if, Par- Petey Parker. If Disney was able to crack a deal with Sony where they could get Venom into the MCU, that would be like the biggest like underground deal ever. Because like right now it's like you get Spider-Man. Like, they're not even able to call her Mary Jane. It's MJ. Her name's Michelle. She's not even Mary Jane. Oh, um, is that why? 
yeah, that's why it's MJ, not Mary Jane. Makes um, sense. Because Mary Jane is a Spider-Man name, and that's why Vulture is an Iron Man villain. He's not a Spider-Man villain. So now I'm thinking about it. Like I think Mysterio, they got the rights for too. They had to like go through a special deal to get Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I mean they got Tak Ock, they got Electro. At least we know there's probably going to be more. Probably Green Goblin. So you know, maybe they get Venom too. Maybe or maybe they were just like, hey, we're filming both these movies at the same time. Do you want to like a hat? <laughs> Very true. Very fair. Hey, could, send, could them, send, me... send this to Soundstage 6. Yeah, tell, tell them their movie's going to be great, but ours is going to be better. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying, there's a lot of speculation going around, obviously, with uh, Spider-Man No Way Home about if we're going to get, like, Toby or Andrew. But I'm like, I think we're focusing our speculation yeah, in the wrong direction. I think we should be looking out for possibly a Venom yeah. Yeah, this this idea is great too. Have Tom Holland face six Spider-Man villains, make them the Sinister Six, and pull them from different universes. Pull Doc Ock and Green Goblin here. Pull Electro from here. Pull Venom from here, and mm-hmm. then pull like Michael Keaton as Vulture and Mysterio again. And boom, there you go. Like that could be a very good way to get it, and not have to have the other two Spider-Men. Uh, I think fans would still be satisfied. At this point, fans are going to be satisfied both ways and unsatisfied both ways. So yeah, um, it is what it is. But you know who the director of Let There Be Carnage is? Do you know? Is it John Watts? No, it is Andy Serkis, who, as we oh! know, plays Ulysses Claw, and he is also very, very popular in mocap. He was Caesar in Planet of the Apes. He was mm-hmm. Gollum. He was mm-hmm. King Kong. He's done a lot of mocap, so I he's part of person to do like creature features like this, like because has the experience of CGI creatures. Yeah, yeah. So there you so, go. And then I just had a final thought about the trailer. I was like, this trailer kind of sucks. It really doesn't give you any information, like, at all. I think that's a good one. I think that's a good trailer, though. I I mean, I think it should set up, like, the conflict, at least. I mean, you get it from, like, the quick shots. But, like, it's not like, oh, this guy escapes from prison and now Venom has to deal with it or whatever's going to happen. It's just, Mm -hmm. like, this creepy guy's in prison and now he's a monster. Uh Uh-oh. It's like... You didn't really yeah. give me anything to go off of here. Yeah, maybe there's going to be some big, like, twist or surprise that we don't know is coming. Maybe this is just going to be a long trailer for Spider-Man Far- No Way Home, and it's just going to end with, like, Doc Ock and Electro being like, yo, we got to come to this multiverse and go do this. I don't know. Uh, Everything's now- connected to No Way Home <laughs> at this point. Hawkeye. Yeah. I mean, it Loki. is. Loki. <laughs> They're all connected. Well, apparently, because Loki and Wanda and the, they've been putting like the timelines together. Of, okay, Doctor Strange pulls his magic when Loki when Sylvie kills the the overseer, and then when Wanda's doing her spell, like it's all connected. I'm like, yeah, I, sure, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'll wait till Marvel tells me. At this point, I'm just like, one at a time, please. Um, yeah, but it is what it is. Um, so mess Chelsea- up the multiverse one at a time, please. Yeah, like only one multiverse at once, please. And then we have what yeah. if, which is like way out there too which we haven't even gotten to but um next week we will be talking about what if we'll be talking about episode six and seven i believe yeah because zombies was five right yeah yeah um, so we'll talk about six and seven uh which there's is nine the, total i don't know how many there are total i remember i, I just saw a, a mid-season trailer so i think there's a lot more than nine but it could be nine who knows um but we are i'm assuming they'll end it by hawkeye that's my guess so right do we have a date for Hawkeye? Do we know when that's coming? That's like November twenty fourth. Okay, so that my guess would be that what if ends a week or two before? Because when is Eternals? That's it's November. I'm making this up. Eleventh 
I made that okay. up. So I'm wondering if it'll end right before Eternals and then kind of like Loki, how it ended right before Black or right after Black Widow. I don't okay. know, something like that. It's, it's the Fridays in November, or it's either the 5th, the 12th, or the 19th. My money's on the 12th for the Eternals. Okay, so my guess is maybe the final What If episode will be that week or the week after um, because it's going to be over by Hawkeye, so we'll see. Um, and I don't know how many episodes Hawkeye is. I'm assuming six or seven, if I had to guess, but um, WandaVision is nine, so who knows? I don't like shows that are odd numbers. I like an even number. I was going to say, I've been binging The Sopranos again, and, and they're all 13 episode seasons, and I'm like, I, I feel that. I'm like you have to end on thirteen, but I, I guess it makes sense. I don't know. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Episodes. I'm on an IMDb. Okay. <laughs> I think there's nine. Okay, Wait. so there might be nine. Actually, but it says it says episodes, and then it says eighteen. Yeah, that's what I thought. It maybe though it's split amongst two seasons. So is it eighteen? It's either nine. And oh, nine it or says it's... season one and season two. Yeah. So what is season one? Okay, so it's nine and nine. Okay, so yeah, that means we got, we, we just saw episode six to so 79. We have three more episodes of What If left. So we will do the next two episodes of What If, which is this week's episode six, uh, the Killmonger episode, and then seven, which I don't know what the seventh episode is. And then next week, we will, the week after, we will do the Venom, Let There Be Carnage review. The week after that, we will do episodes eight and nine. And then that works out perfectly. Then we're done. And then we dive into what's next. Um, I know we said we'd do a Chadwick Boseman movie club at some point, and then uh, I want to start watching maybe some Spider-Man stuff before December, but, you know, one at a time. Are we um, finally going to have the age-old who's the best Spider-Man debate, Bill? I mean, Ready no to debate. go toe-to-toe -to -toe with me? There's no debate, but uh, we, you know what we should do? We should find someone who's very pro-Andrew and get them as a guest on the show. Whoa! And, and the, uh, the Andrew will be oh. our, our third guest. Holy crap. Oh my so god, I'll, full circle. So I'll, I'll be arguing for Toby, you'll be arguing for Tom, and we'll have someone come in for Andrew. Um, that might be fun. Uh, but we'll get there when we get there, because we got plenty more to talk about. Until then, Kelsey, where can they find you on Zantinet? I would just like to say, for the I was literally going in my notes looking for his name, because I just wanted to say it. Oh, um, the doctor? No, 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 no. Oh, I don't so. have his name. Oh. It's like Carlton Drake or something like that. Oh, that sounds very much it. Yes. Wow, good poll, trivia queen. This is what um, I'm saying. We yeah, need Carlton. to put this brain of mine to use for something. Do you I know need... what his, his evil name is when he becomes like the Venom-like monster? Uh, I can't even take a guess. Did they say it in the movie? I don't know. It says Riot, R-I-O-T. Never would have, never, never wouldn't have, have guessed that Do, do you remember all. Michelle Williams' name? Let's see if you got this. Annie. And? Yeah. And her last name is something weird. It's like weighing or something. It is. You're good. All right, everyone. Schmo down. Listen, Kelsey wants in. I'm uh, available. Put her in the inner geekdom league. We'll make her watch all the Star Treks, all the Star Wars. She knows her Harry Potter. Do she I have knows to watch Marvel. the Lord of the Rings movies? You would have to, yeah, if you're in the inner geekdom division. <sighs> but, uh, Kelsey, they are three of my favorite movies of all time. And I think there's so. only three? I feel like there's 89. There's six. Middle Earth movies, but three of them are Lord of the Rings. So there's three Hobbits, three Lord of the Rings, and then an animated one from the 70s, but no one really talks about that one. Gotcha. Um, well, I just wanted to say that in the, I haven't seen it yet, the Killmonger episode, but I imagine because it's surrounded by, around Tony Stark, we're going to be getting a lot of Mick Wingert. That's the actor who voices Tony. Oh, 
Because like, the last time I said his name, you were like McWinger. Like, what's his first name? And I was like, no, no, no. That's both of his names. Yeah, McLovin, because you were like McLovin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. McWinger. Shout out to you, back. Mick. I, I believe he was the voice of, of Tony because I watched it and we'll talk about it next week and I will give my thoughts up because I think this was my least favorite episode so far, but I don't want to spoil too much. Um, so All we'll right, Bill. Um, and, and you know that coming from the biggest Killmonger fan there is. Uh, Kelsey, where can they find you on you can, the internet? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey A. Kilpatrick. You can follow me on TikTok at Cause13 or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Cause Productions trying to make a k hold on this k. is it in sign language oh, there you go i don't know the sign language but I, I, I was trying to make like a k with my fingers and i feel like that's a one letter i can't um but yeah follow that channel it's a great channel uh, you can follow my channel the dill pickle movie network you're watching you're watching on this channel, so subscribe like comment please um rest of the socials are down there my wi-fi is cutting out but it's they're all down there <laughs> at dylan underscore randazzo at dylan randazzo 417 for tiktok uh, i launched a new show talking about reality tv because i hated making separate videos for every show so i just bundled them into one and it's called a uh, recipe for reality it's now on the channel um also we have a uh, picture this every month this month we're doing 2007 next month we have a horror themed one uh for mm. halloween um uh new york film fest coverage starts soon starts on the 24th i will have a review for the tragedy of macbeth the new joel cohen movie starring francis mcdormand and denzel washington and then um, what else are we doing on the channel? Oh, film off. We will have an episode of film off this month at some point. I just got to talk to Crosby because, uh, we're now airing that monthly, uh, but a lot of fun stuff. And then, you know, other stuff that I might think of in the meantime to put on here, who knows? Um, but yeah, follow my letterbox. Uh, it's also Dylan underscore Randazzo because in October I will be, will be doing my 31 days of Halloween where I watch a movie every day in October. Um, and I don't want to put videos reviews on there cause that's too much editing, but I will be writing up little reviews on letterbox. So follow that if you want those, um, Kelsey, any plans for Halloween? You, you, you have an idea of who you're going to be. What do you do on Halloween when you're 23 and, you I don't know. you're graduated and washed well, up i don't well, know living in the city i mean there's a bunch of kids and in, in my building there's kids so we're gonna get trick-or-treaters um so i'm gonna dress up for the trick-or-treaters uh and i'm still on the miss minutes train if i can make that happen i will do it but I'm i think sure you yet. should i think you should find a way my friends <laughs> or, and i are trying to coordinate and it's nice. not going well to say the least well yeah i mean usually it's like you you put a semi semi effort in halloween when you're older i mean you can go crazy with halloween but like i feel like you put a semi effort when you're older because like there's always parties or something. You don't want to just come dressed as in a t-shirt. Um, yeah. Or you can right. do what my roommate does, put on a flannel and say you're Jesse from Breaking Bad. And everyone's like, yeah, great. Um, <laughs> so cool. and, um, that's what I, I remember. That's what landed it a few years ago and it worked. I mean, he, he sold it. And, and then I was like, I dressed as an old man one year because I put on like a, an old mustache and then just put on glasses. And I was like, I'm an old man. And I committed to the bid. And that's what it was. Halloween's a fun time. My favorite holiday. But, uh, yeah. I try to be an iconic woman from history every year as nice. an homage to all the great activists who came before me. So yeah, what, I got to find. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have any anything on the radar this year? Or no? uh, honestly, this is like so random, but I recently saw an, uh, a costume for Avril Lavigne. Um, I know she's like not <laughs> as iconic as Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who I was. Um, junior year of I college say, I, I remember i remember rbg i remember yeah. doing that um but it was just it was great it was like her look from the girlfriend uh video and i was like that's super cute um but 
I, I gotta I gotta think of something better. I I say, think. There's there's a lot of iconic women in the news now. I mean Britney Spears, you could be also um yeah, yeah, Miss Minutes, yeah. Miss Minutes, she is she <laughs> is an iconic fat, woman, fat yeah, queen. for sure. Um yeah, just a lot of people. Um yeah, Zendaya, who's gonna be in literally the two biggest movies of the year, Dune and No Way Home. Uh good for her. She's killing um, it. Yeah. Anyway, we've talked and rambled about Halloween way too much. What is your favorite holiday though? Mine's Halloween. What's yours? Thanksgiving. No question. That's a good, that's a good pick. That's my second or third pick. I mean, Christmas, Halloween, and Thanksgiving, like that trifecta is like so yeah. strong. Um, all right. Peace out, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Hopefully, I'll be on a real computer with a mic and everything. I'm sorry for the audio today. Yeah, thoughts um, and prayers to Jill's laptop. Yeah, I mean, uh, last I saw it, I'll hold up a picture of what it looked like for anyone who might know how to fix it. Uh, I uh, turned it on and it was a green screen and not that green screen, like a green screen. So um, prayers for me. <laughs> See you all next week where we talk about what if episodes six and seven. This was Venom Talk. Let there be carnage.